0: How's it going? This is Ty, and this is episode 126 of the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast. And I'd like to welcome you, which of course I always do. All right, today's episode won't be a flashback or anything like that. I'm going to actually talk about, I'm not sure what I'm going to title this episode, maybe something like Role Playing Mania of a sort or something of that nature. I had revealed on the blog, which you can go visit at adfictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com if you'd like. That in two weeks, well, from the time you hear this, two weeks from there, I'm actually going to be hosting my first role-playing session as a dungeon master, which is, or the game master, which is rather interesting to me because, of course, I'd never done it. And upon further reflection, I didn't know exactly what I was getting myself into. It's like, yeah, sure, sure, whatever. And it's like, there's all this stuff, but it's like, I've been training for this. And if you're a writer or a creative type or any you like you have to solve problems of any type, I think you've been training for it too as well. And it's interesting to me because of all these different factors that have come into play. It's like, okay, if I have to like hook my players in with certain stuff and intrigue and use their specific class features, either for them or against them or whatever else is there. So, like, there's a lot of interesting things at play where it's like, okay, this is like every fiction technique, every copy technique, and every other type of writing and creative technique I've ever had to use kind of, like, balled up into one thing where I have to use them all at once or not – maybe not all at once, but a lot of the same things and a lot of the time. So, I just kind of thought, like, how would this be where – there's a lot of different things I could do based on what the characters have kind of given me. So like, uh, as far as things go, I didn't want to do the traditional start with like everybody meets in a bar. I didn't like that. Whether I didn't want to do it because, well, I usually don't do things the way that other people do them just because other people want to do them that way. I just want to make sure that things are, the way they are, because they work, not just because they're convenient, you know, so I chose to do things a different way, that was, I think it's going to make the game different, and slightly more new, unique for my players, and having it be, you know, everybody meets in a bar, you know, the bar is a somebody comes into the bar to give a message, so on and so forth, I also, I didn't tell my players this, and you will be able to hear this a couple of weeks ahead of time, because you aren't going to be one of my players, I don't think, unless it's, In the far-flung future and there are some technological advances and so on but anyway i want to in a sense uh, subvert certain aspects of DD to my advantage so that i can do things that aren't technically in the book or swap out pieces of stuff that aren't technically in the book so that because i like to do that i want to see where it goes such as with certain skills i want to create a more interesting hierarchy for them instead of just, okay, or like, this particular kit for XYZ does this. Well, I want to make it do more things. So that's what I did because I wanted to see where my players would take it and what they would do with the information and other things that I would give them simply because that's the way it would be. And I thought, okay, what would happen here? You know? All right. So that was an interesting part as well with that also it's like it's like one part backstory is like backstory and plot and character all kind of mixed together but other people kind of have a say it's almost like not quite it's not quite collaboratively writing a novel but it comes close because of the amount of input other people kind of have what they have with their characters and what their characters do that makes up the expression of characterization and setting to make up this expression of your plot whether they go with the plot kind of or like subvert it because i mean as far as that goes unless the game leader is a railroad type where you must do certain things in this way or else kind of a thing players can kind of do sort of whatever they want as long as things get done and they might find a different way or a different Avenue to do things. So I realize that's also something I need to keep track of and watch out for. So like, as far as like different fodder and like characters and so on, that ideas that my players have given me, I mean, even if something as simple as language proficiency kind of threw me off because of the fact that it's like, okay, I hadn't thought of that. It's like, oh, we have elves and dwarves and other races like that. And there are others too, orcs, uh, like fairies and others. It's like, ooh, how are they going to come into play? So they can create almost like this constant flux, phase in, phase out of subplots and so on that I can run with because of what my characters decided to give me. So it's like, all right. So with these language proficiencies, because I told my characters or my my players that language proficiency is something they needed to pay attention to. They got basically as, not quite as wide of a spectrum as they could, but they went pretty far with it. So I can use that. So based on who they're going to run into, if they can eavesdrop on them, they can more than likely hear what's being said, and I won't have to give them like, total mystery about it unless of course i want to then there's one character in the game who's going to be a like a secret agent sort of kind of but it's not for a covert it's for a secret organization but it's not for a covert organization so i'm going to be able to use that as well okay what does he what is he able to do where is he able to go that other people are not can he get people into places that they shouldn't be simply because he has, quote-unquote, clearance or access. Same as the other character in the party who happens to be his bodyguard. What about him? He cooked up this background thing for himself where he's the sole survivor of a noble family who's been, well, not necessarily abandoned. They just they were slaughtered, and everybody surrounding the family thinks he's dead too, but he's not. But he didn't really get training from them. It was this weird, okay, he's there, but he's not one foot in, one foot out that I would be able to use as well. What if someone from his past maybe doesn't something with his heirloom and other things that they realize because they've studied something extensively that they're able to find it or find him and tell him things or do, you know, bad things to him or threaten him because they know something he doesn't. I may use that. As well as this other character who, anyway, he's, he's kind of like me in that sense where I try to get as many advantages and stack up as many beneficial things for myself as I can legally, so to speak, with different games and characters and so on. And in Dungeons & Dragons, I guess he's like that as well, even though I haven't played as much Dungeons & Dragons as these my players have because they played it a lot longer and a lot more so anyway he's got this double race thing going where he's got resistances for certain stuff because of one race and the ability to fly because of both of them and this and that and the other and one race is an elf and they can fly up but then they have to fly down he if you look up the uh, Avarial race you'll inevitably find what I'm talking about I wasn't really familiar with it so I said okay and I may pay for my naivete but we'll see <laughs> so I could use that as well if somebody doesn't approve of what he's of like who he is because he's who he is and they're like for lack of a better term like racist or some other kind of negative feelings toward this character because of his heritage I can use that as a plot point as well to kind of focus on him and let him, as well as other characters, you know, have the limelight a little bit to kind of spotlight him from episode to episode. I know, famous last words, I only planned one session, but I think I have more material for more sessions, and I don't know if this may be a regular thing. If I, it is, those become a regular thing and my players really are interested in continuing on, I'm going to have to make sure that I plan out the stuff a little more, or I should say a lot more with a lot more content and stuff. But I had gotten plenty of it to uh, keep going. Oh, and also he's a rogue. (laughs) And he said something about a special pair of glasses that allows him to read all writing that he eventually wants. Then another character had said, oh, my player had said, oh, I don't want to be such and such type of character now. I want to be this other type of character. It's like, okay, that's cool. And then another character player had said, oh, I want to be a human ranger. It's like, oh, okay. That means he's like my my brother who's more experienced in D&D type stuff than I am. Says rangers in D&D are more like Aragorn with the, herbal, with the herb lore and tracking and traps and things like that. So that's going to be interesting to do as well, because you think he's going to be, I don't know what type of ranger he's going to be. I'm not familiar with those archety- archetypes very much, but it's like, okay, what what can I do to spotlight him? He's actually going to be the the hometown boy, for lack of a better term, in the town that I'm going to start in. So that'll be interesting, because if he's a local, he may have access to other parts of the city or other hot spots and other advantages that people who are outsiders don't either because they look down upon or they just don't know or they aren't given access which i think is pretty cool so then we've got also i'm trying to get to where other where my characters that i'm introducing who aren't like the enemies are going to have a part in there to play too with like you know secondary characters so in this case it's kind of like the or trade-off between characters where my player characters are kind of like the main people but then the spotlight kind of changes a little bit to the secondaries who are the characters that I make up and so on and so forth to try to get that going so I'm going to make it so that they play a part as well that they have their own society that they exist within And that would be basically on top of in the same uh, metaphysical or the same functional space as another society that's not necessarily opposite it, but it's the quote unquote normal society, but it occupies the same space due to different reasons I'm going to let the players discover after they meet the one in charge of all the of this other particular society. And it's interesting for me, too, because it's kind of a culmination of certain short stories and other characters that I would come up with that I want to introduce parts of into this so that other people can have fun. It's kind of like inviting them into my world in a slightly more active way than just saying, hey, I wrote this short story. If you want to like hang out, like read it sort of a thing. So it's not everything in there, but it actually is some of the stuff. So I'm... You know, pretty excited about it, of course, even though I may not seem very excited, but I'm not. Well, I can get loud and talk a lot when I'm excited too, but anyway. Sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. I'm also interested in learning after I get word from another player whether they want to play or not, what character they're going to come up with and see what backstory I can use for that. Because we've already got, you know, like, secret secret noble and, like, secret agent. And, like, they're all going to go to a place with the secret society. <laughs> Whereas some other characters might be, like, you know, traveling circus or, like, a clown or, you know, some other type of thing to balance out the solemn secret with something really silly. Or, well, not silly necessarily, as in, like, it's stupid or anything like that. Because... Everything has a place. Almost everything has a place. I'm also saying because to balance out that serious, serious sombre tone with a bit of humor, okay. I mean, I've never been a carny, but I've heard, well, I read fiction and so on, and I've, about with TV too. I don't think that everything in TV and books is the end-all be-all with certain aspects of professional careers and whatnot. But if it's true that people in the circus have their own type of society, that could be another sphere, almost like a Venn diagram with multiple circles where little parts of each circle meet in the middle. Only instead of two or three, it's probably going to be more like six or seven, because I also have to consider: okay, so and so is partially part angel, that may factor in. So and so is a human, which means in D and D he gets a boost to his base stats. And also he can't see in the dark, but he's going to be paired with other characters, one of whom is a cat, I believe, anyway, who can see in the dark. So that disadvantage of being able to, to have used light in the dark is going to be balanced out to a certain extent with other players, people who can see. So they kind of play off each other's strengths and weaknesses in that way so I can like use that to my advantage as well so that each character has a chance to contribute to not only with their backstory but to the action it's like okay if there's a trap here maybe we can have the rogue check it out or there's combat we can do this or that or if somebody who has a high charisma uh, the one who's a cat is also a sorcerer who's probably going to have high charisma because that's their ability they use for their fire stuff and whatnot if they're going to do that they can argue their way into and out of certain situations, I'm guessing, which I can have fun with or not. Well, I'm going to have fun with it regardless because the Cats player also had said that he was going to try to make me uncomfortable with the questions he would ask my my characters that I would introduce, like the storekeepers and whoever else, I'm assuming, and so on. So we'll see. He's got a I also know him personally. I know several of these, uh, several of my players personally, even though I've met some of them, but haven't met a lot of them. So, I mean, he'll, he'll be true to his word. It'll be interesting, though, to see exactly how it plays out on game night. So, yeah. I guess we'll see as far as that goes. I'm kind of not necessarily dreading it. It's just I have a tendency to over-prepare everything, which is probably why I booked enough stuff to probably go through two or three sessions because i just want something i've never done before and i did a lot of research for it or at least i tried and uh, having to like prepare something that i hope would be fun i mean these characters are going to be level one which means they won't have a lot of hit points and it'll be quite easy for them to die actually which of course i don't want to happen but if it does happen i want to make sure that like they They'll have the ability to think that if they would have done something a little differently, it might have been a little different. Not like, oh, a troll comes in and smashes you, all the smithereens, everybody dies. That's not exactly fair because they didn't have their input. They didn't have a chance to struggle against it. And I don't want them to feel as if they struggled for nothing or they didn't have an opportunity to fight back to use whatever other different types of things at their disposal, whether they're skills, weapons, or other things to help out. Because that that just sounds terrible. As far as forwarding the characters, I may do that because of what I have planned to manipulate certain kits, certain kits and other types of things within D&D to just take over other kinds of things that I want to do. It's like I want to have it so that a particular type of herb is uh, replaces the spell-like message, and I want to do that because I want to do it. I thought it was really cool, and I hope my players think it's cool as well, so they can like get into that the world that we kind of create together, because it can be interesting in that way. Where because they're advanced players, I wanted to see if I could subvert some of those expectations in a way that I hope would keep it interesting for them because they're, they've are probably cumulatively played hundreds of hours of D&D, and I haven't. Not that I'm intimidated by that or anything, but I didn't know if I wanted to make sure or ensure that I could do something where if they did make it out, it was like, oh, that was a nice adventure and so on. Okay, what's next? What do we do now? And so I want them to be thinking that, at least until the content runs out. Although it it may not run out because I'm probably going to have to be laying track and running in front of it to an extent. So the player character train of my characters, my players doesn't derail because I'm laying track ahead of it all the time. So anyway, it's interesting with this combination of backstory and other things. Where it's like I'm trying to figure out each each character is a piece kind of far apart, but they're at the center of their own universe in that way, I think, too. Because of the fact that, all right, they their character grew up, did certain things, had experiences in their particular sector of society that shaped them into who they were or who they are who they are as a character, right? And they have strengths and weaknesses they'll bring to the table. It's like, okay. I can see all those strengths as well as those weaknesses and be able to use those to help them craft an interesting story as they struggle against the monsters and traps and so on that I've laid out for them. And then I get to kind of, you know, stand back a little bit and listen to them talk it out and so on. Go here, go there, fight and reason and all that sort of thing too. And I hope that everybody has a really, really good time at it. Because, I mean, after all, I guess maybe that's because of the stress of it because I am who I am. I just want to make sure everybody has an enjoyable time and that maybe after the first session is over and we have material for a second session or so, they want to come back. And if they want to make it a regular thing or a every other month thing once a week, I mean, I'd have to really work it. But if that's what they'd be interested in because they are invested in my world or the world that we make together because of the fact that they are have a partner that they like, and they've been to through thick and thin with each other over a couple of sessions and so on to get investigating each other as well as the setting that I think that I want to continue that if they would like to continue it as well, because then that means essentially that I pretty well have done my job up to that point, which is to help people have fun. Because as far as role-playing, that's the name of the game, after all. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is thymallcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. Oh, you can support this podcast by liking, sharing, commenting, and subscribing to get the word out. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks at the end of each and every episode. Well, not individually, but collectively. Uh, for $4.99 a month, I'll give you a part of the show notes for that week, for that episode, and the month that you're featured. Terms apply, of course. And for 9 dollars a month, I'll do a 30-second to one-minute ad for you to promote your business during the show. Again, terms apply. All right. I appreciate it once again that you took time to listen to me today, this week, this time. And we will catch you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day.